coaching is changing. No more gatekeepers. No more barriers. No one standing between you and your readers. Do you want to make a living from your writing? Join indie bestseller Mark Dawson and James Blatch as they shine a light on the secrets of self-publishing success. This is The Self-Publishing Show. There's never been a better time to be a writer. Hello and welcome. It is The Self-Publishing Show with me, James Blatch. And me, Mark Dawson. One of us is in the Christmas spirit. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see my Christmas jumper. One of my many Christmas jumpers knitted. Actually, I, I, I consider this a winter. Winterville. Mm. Winterville. Was yes. that, is that the word you use if you don't like saying Christmas? I don't know. That sounds ridiculous. Um, it's, yes, it is, it's quite festive. But yeah, it is kind of more kind of what, finished. What was I would George, say. George's dad's Christmas in Seinfeld? Um, oh God! I, I know. I, I, I know it involved the airing of the grievances and various <laughs> stages. What was it called? Oh, everyone will be shouting at the uh, the radio now. Festivus. The radio. Festivus. I think it's Festivus. Festivus. Festivus for the rest of us. And now the airing of the grievances. Anyway, um, yeah. So we're getting to that uh, period. If you listen contemporaneously to the podcast, if you're going through the back catalogue in July. Bit weird unless you're in Australia, I suppose it's wintry there, but uh, yes, yeah, so um, we have a, a few episodes over the Christmas period. I've actually recorded one interview this week, and during the interview, I realized this should be the Christmas episode because we were talking about Dungeons and Dragons and games and video games and really fun stuff with Paddy Finn, who's doing such a fantastic job uh, with his team over in Northern Ireland. Um, really, really fun interview, and I thought this is the Christmas interview, so that will be next Friday's interview. My esteemed colleague, who's really turning into a bit of a pirate radio station, a one-man pirate radio station, Mark. You've recorded yet another one, which is going to be the interval between Christmas and New Year, we think. Yes, I did that last night, and I'm so busy, I've forgotten what I talked about. What was it? I know, yes, local launches. So I'm um, talking local about... Um, For local people. Yeah, it, did, it did feel a little bit um, League of Gentlemen, <laughs> and also a little bit Alan Partridge, but it was... Um, yeah, talking about what I've done this year with Atticus in Salisbury. So um had a book signing on Saturday in Waterstones, which was fun. And I sold, I think, around about 2,000 copies uh, in the one store in Salisbury since March, which is their biggest selling title by, by miles, actually. Um, and so I've spoken about why I've done that, how I've done it. Um, and I think it's, it's also something that is something, something that I think most authors would be able to do. Um, so kind of why you might be interested in a very local campaign, perhaps one bookshop in your local high street or, you know, your your local mall, wherever other words are available for describing collections of shops. Mm. Um, shopping so, shopping yeah. centre, we used to say before. The Americanism I was thinking mall, mall yes, mall for the, our American friends. But yeah, yeah it was, um, yeah, good, uh, interesting chat with me mm. by myself. Yeah, um, you're not going yeah. insane, are you? Just... Uh, well, don't, uh, who knows? Yeah. This may all be a figment of my imagination. I don't know. Mm. Um, that jumper clearly has been made up. So um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did watch a confusing episode of Black Mirror last night. I don't know if you watched the latest season. I'm just catching up on it. But um, mm-hmm. by the end of it, you are scratching your head trying to work out. And it does one of the they go, get under your skin a little bit. Those episodes they're very well told, and you do start to yes. doubt what is real, what is not. Yes. Um, anyway, uh, the twisted mind of Charlie, whatever his name is. Uh, uh, Brooker. Brooker, yes. Look, uh, we have an interview today and it's about a survey. And this is a survey to end all surveys. So when Mark sends out a survey, it takes you 
four seconds to fill it in. It's normally like two questions, isn't it? I notice mm. your surveys. This survey will yeah. take you 20 to 30 minutes to fill in. So they're not expecting to get thousands of responses, but each response is going to be very, very valuable and useful. Um, it is created by Publish Drive, who are an aggregator, and the result of this will be a really good insight into where we are uh, as an indie community and all sorts of subjects, of course, a bit of AI and studying direct in there, but all the hot topics, but also just what uh, size and scale the indie community is at. So if you get a chance to take part in this survey, go to publishdrive.com. You'll see it. Uh, it should be on the front page by the time this interview goes out. But here is Danica Favourite, who is their, I think, community person. Uh, who I bumped into briefly in Vegas, but here she is to talk about that survey and how you can take part in it. This is the self-publishing show. There's never been a better time to be a writer. Okay, Danica favorite. All right, favorite, favorite, favorite. It's Danica favorite. Danica, like your favorite author, of course. It's funny how I said favorite correctly, but I said Danica wrong. Danica. Danica, but it's all good. You know, I'm so used to responding to anything. Right. As long as it's nice, I'll respond. <laughs> now, I saw you in Vegas briefly. It's such a strange conference because there's so many people there. You kind of say hello once, say, oh, we'll catch up and never see someone again for the rest right. of the week. Right. Exactly. But, um, exactly. I, I know that Published Drive, you were there uh, with Published Drive, and but you are also an author, Danica. I am. Yeah, I am. Just tell so, us about yeah. your writing before we talk about PD. Okay, so um, I'm a romance writer. Um, I am hybrid published. I've done 19 books with Harlequin. And uh, then I have some indies out as well. So I know a lot of the industry. Although what I'm learning as I'm with Publish Drive is I know romance really, really well. And I know Harlequin really, really well. But in terms of the whole indie landscape, I'm like, wow, there's so much for me to learn, which is so exciting. So, yeah. But you've been, uh, with, yeah. you've been with Published Drive a while now, haven't you? No, yeah. I just celebrated my one-year anniversary. Is, so. it only, is it only a year? Really? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It feels like it's been forever sometimes. And then other days, I'm like, wait, I feel like there's so much to learn, I, which is really true of the author adventure, right? Like, you think you've yeah. got it handled, and then you're like, oh, oh, yeah. I still have a lot to learn, but isn't that exciting? Like, yeah. that's the fun of it, I think. It's like the more you learn, the more you realize you don't know. In, uh, in, yeah, in yeah. It's but so I think, a lot of things, yeah. Yeah, but that's the fun of it. Like, at least for me. Um, but, you know, I'm high in the learner strength. So, um, and I could learn about stuff all day long and be perfectly content. So Good. And talking of Publish Drive, let's, let's talk about them. Because you're actually in Hungary at the moment. Because Publish Drive is, is headquartered in, in Budapest and... Yeah. Of course, we have Kinga on from time to time, but Kinga's had some fabulous news recently, hasn't she? She is. She does. She just gave birth to her first child, a little baby boy named Benjamin, and he is super cute. So she's on maternity leave right now, and I'm doing a lot of the public stuff for her so that she can spend time being a mommy, which is so exciting for her. Yeah, I've seen the pictures. A very, very cute uh, baby, and we wish we wish Kinga well. Uh, Kinga and Adam well in the future. Um, so, Danica, one of the things that we want to talk about is the survey that you're doing, which is quite exciting. I'm being blinded by the sun, so I'm just going to close my blinds here. But oh, before yeah. we do that, why don't we just... It's actually quite nice to have some sun, but probably not directly. Yeah, I bet. I bet. It's really grey here, but 
uh, just delighted to be here, so I'm not <laughs> complaining about the weather. <laughs> Great, cold and grey in Europe this time of year. Um, yeah. Let's talk about Publish Drive in general terms, and then we're going to talk about this survey. And I okay. do, I do want people listening to to hang on for that bit because the more people take part in that survey, the more useful it's going to be for our, our industry. But let's start with a bit about Publish Drive. Um, uh, because Draft Digital were around longer, I always use them as a reference in terms of what, right. what the type of model that you're in. But uh, do, you, do you want to talk specifically about Publish Drive and how they differ? Yeah, yeah. So Publish Drive is very similar in that we are a book aggregator. So you upload your book to Publish Drive and we send it out to a wide variety of markets, um, which is really great, I think, for indies to be able to get their book out to as many markets as possible. So where we differ is number one, we're available in way more markets. Uh, we have the largest market reach of anyone. So we can get your book into all kinds of places, especially like in Europe and uh, China and things like that where you can't otherwise get your book. So we have a lot of exclusive access to various distribution points that there's no other way for you to get to. The other way that we differ is that we're a subscription model. So we don't take a percentage of your earnings, which for someone who isn't making any money, that's probably not a great deal. But if you're making a lot of money, it's really a good deal to say, rather than give 10% of thousands of dollars, you're paying a flat monthly fee, which uh, saves you a great deal of money. But also, at least in my opinion, um, which I know every, you know, like draft digital also does, like for me to have everything in one place is so convenient because rather than checking all these different dashboards, you go to one dashboard, you've got everything there. And so like, because you're not paying a percentage, you can have your Amazon and your Apple and your Barnes and Noble and all of that with us because you're not paying extra money to do so it's all the same cost to get to all of those different markets yeah and i know that you also have a few tools that are useful such as the author split tool which i remember i used quite a lot in my early days of fuse we've got probably too many authors uh, now but yeah. uh, if, you're, yeah. if you're doing a, a you know a co a co-writing um series with someone it's a really good useful tool yeah it's a really great tool to be able to split those royalties um, i remember the days where you would be in a group project and you'd have somebody, uh, not me because I'm a writer, not a mather, uh, you'd have them like go and split out who gets what and what a pain in the neck to do that by hand. Um, the other thing that's nice is we've got a lot of marketing tools built into our product that is so nice because um, we have a deal with Written Word Media, for example, where you can submit your book to one of those promotions that they're doing and, you, and if you get accepted, you get it for free which is so nice because again, like I've paid for a lot of different promotions and things and it gets to be pretty costly. And it's so nice that with Publish Drive, you could submit to a promotion and if you get accepted, you're not paying for it. Uh, that's part of the service we offer. So, and we also have promos with Kobo and Apple and a lot of other stores that we're involved with that um, there's a nice little promotion tab. You see which ones your books qualify for. You hit the promotion. And um, we've had a lot of authors get a lot of success from being able to promote their books through the promotion tool. Uh, like I said, you have to be accepted. But what a great opportunity to have your book promoted for free. Yeah, really uh, yeah, useful. Um, and in terms of uh, the sort of interface, I've always felt Publish Drive have a very nice, clean, usable interface um, which is part of what, what this is all about, really, making it as easy as possible for right. authors 
and actually you're uploading your book into to multiple um, retailers already completely painful but to, yeah. uh, to not only be able to do that in one place and then make it ni a nice aesthetic experience I think it's quite a, a useful yeah thing. yeah I think so too I think having that easy to use interface you know rather than uploading to each store which for me I'm going to be very honest like number one I'm a PC person I am not smart enough to do Macs so to get to the Apple store on my own um, I literally gave up and uh, even like trying to get into like Barnes and Noble again I am not a tech person I am a writer I want to write my books and so trying to figure out just doing that direct was a headache and so uh, having it all in one place, you upload your book once, and literally it's just click, 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 click of the stores you want to be in. And what's also nice is let's just say you don't want to be in one of our stores, you just don't click the button. So uh, I, I love that. It's just a button you push. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's nice. And I'm, um, it's funny, the Apple system, because Apple normally is quite an aesthetically pleasing company, a bit like I was sort of describing mm -hmm. the way published drivers, but yeah, their book upload system. I can remember doing it for our Launchpad course, and it is painful. Yeah, yeah. And and like I said, because I have a PC, it's even harder. Um, my phone's an Android. Like, everything I do is Android, because I, I, I give all the props out there to the Mac people, because uh, you guys are way smarter than I am. <laughs> I don't think that's that's true, but uh, I do like my Macs. Um, good. And and Publish Drive has always been, like D2D and other companies, always been in a position to have a bit of a helicopter view of the industry because you see a lot of data coming in. You see sales numbers uh, and so on. What's right. your feeling of how things are at the moment? Uh, and I guess we're going to lead on to the survey here. Yeah, yeah. It's really interesting because um, yeah, I talked to some authors and authors are saying, oh, yeah, it's so hard, it's so hard which I think, okay, yeah, I understand that. But definitely the data isn't supporting that. The data that we're seeing, the things that we're seeing in terms of sales, sales are better than ever. And so I think that, yes, it can be difficult. And, uh, you know, props to people who are saying that it's hard for them. But, um, you know, again, for those people who are with Publish Drive or are looking at moving to Publish Drive, we do have those availabilities to promote your books, um, which might help, but uh, yeah. And that's part of why, you know, leading into the survey, because we are seeing such a difference in author saying, okay, well, the market is harder. No, we're doing fine. Sales numbers are increasing. Well, okay, what are we attributing that to? What is helping people be more successful? Where are people struggling? And how obviously as published drive, can we help you? But then how as an industry, can we help each other? And how can we learn from this and find ways to be more successful? Yeah. Because so, I think that's why we're all here, right? Yeah, exactly. So tell us about the survey. Um, it's not it's not a quick brief survey. We often send out surveys with three questions. This is going to be one that is going to be a bit more involved. It is. It is very involved. And trust me, there was a lot of debate over how involved we wanted to make it. Um, and and simply, we chose to go more involved because I think that the publishing market is more complex than we want to admit that it is. Uh, you know, it's it's so funny. Um, I'm rewatching my favorite TV series, The Good Place. Oh, and yeah. uh, one the of the place. things that they talk about is uh, how complex humans are. And they, you know, they were talking about, well, as time evolves, humans get more and more complicated. And I think that's true of the publishing landscape, right? It gets more complicated. There's more things to look at. And so we really wanted to look at how different things are being impacted and why. And so, okay, for the authors who are saying things are getting worse, why are they getting worse? 
what is getting worse? And for those who are saying, no, things are getting better. Okay, why are things getting better? What are you doing that's making it better? Because we want everyone to be able to learn from that. We want people to understand that. And so even like the AI question, and obviously that is such a hot topic in the industry right now. And uh, we want to know, okay, so all of these people who are angry about AI, why are you angry about AI? Where you feel AI is problematic? And then for people who are finding success with AI, why are you finding success? Where is it being used and how? Uh, because I think that those are the things that we really need to understand as an industry. Um, I like to think about my friend Elizabeth Ann West and her work in the AI world and how she says, you know, AI is here anyway. Mm -hmm. So let's be part of helping AI evolve into what we as an industry want it to be. Because we can sit here and we can say all day long, I hate AI or AI is bad or I love AI, AI is good. But ultimately it's not gonna go away. None of us are gonna stop this. So let's figure out how we in the author community, uh, we in the publishing world can make AI work for us and how we can be involved in making that the future we want it to be as opposed to it controlling us. Yeah, I, I can't, I couldn't agree more. And we've just put out our AI, AI marketing course. Very careful not to, to talk about uh, using it for writing. It's just for marketing, for images huh? and copy and stuff. And still, Mark and I have had some fairly abusive messages and it's pockets right. of it, but really militant, really militant writers. And I, I just I just don't think it's a sustainable position because of, as you said, right. quoting Elizabeth Ann West, it's here, the genie's out of the bottle. So in a year's time, virtually every tool you use, whether it's Photoshop, which is already using it, or, or, or search engines or Vellum or whatever, it's probably going to have elements of AI in it. So how are you going to avoid it? You're going to like right, in, in right, the end. Exactly. You're going to you're going to go back to a typewriter just so you're not going to be using it. It's part and parcel of the way things work in the future. Um, right, I right. absolutely. It's like any tool. You can abuse it and you can do things that are unethical or do things against your own. I don't really care if somebody else uses AI to write a book. If they want to do that, fine. But I will never do that because the best thing I do in the world, of all the things I do and I do a lot, is sitting down and writing my books. I love it. So I'm never changing yeah. that. But yeah, when yeah. it comes to marketing it or it comes to helping some some ideas within the book or helping me plot a little bit, why why the hell not is my my view. Right, exactly. And and I think that that's the thing is is that I don't think people understand how much it's been used in the past and how much it's been used all along, especially for marketing. Uh, you know, I before I came to Publish Drive, I worked for one of the big five publishers. And I will tell you that I was on their marketing team and we were using AI tools to write marketing copy. We've been using, we've been using it for years. Right. And uh, like it's there and people don't realize it. Um, and I think just in this past year, we've become more aware, but even like I just updated my phone and uh, it's hilarious because now when I do a Google search on my phone, the first thing my phone comes up with are the AI results summarizing yeah. all of the articles, which I find really useful because yeah. I can read that summary and say, oh yeah, hey, I wanna read more. This article that they just summarized is exactly what I need. So that just saved me probably five minutes of scrolling on my phone, which yeah. um, again, I know AI does come up with inaccurate results, but it does give <clears> me those article citations so that I can 
read more and understand more. So it's here. We've been using it. So let's figure out how we in publishing can use it for everyone's benefit in a way that feels good to people. And, uh, you, you know, like you were saying, like whether people use it or not for different purposes, like let's at least give that grace and that room to people to use it in a way that feels good to them, but also in a way that we are um, helping publishing. Yeah. And I guess you're going to find out the level of use in, in this survey. So a couple of things that spring to mind is how how confidential is this? Uh, how will this information be used uh, before readers take part in it? Can they be sure it's not going to be used to market new products to them, right. et cetera? Absolutely. Yeah. So number one, everyone's responses are completely confidential. So uh, when you send in a response, I have no idea that James Blatch said ABCD. I have no idea that you said that. Uh, so you are completely anonymous, completely confidential. At the end of the survey, you will have an opportunity to put your email in to only receive the survey results. So it's not going to add you to the marketing list, and it's only if you opt in. And then there's also the opportunity at the end, if you feel really strongly about something or you want to give me a deeper perspective, there's also a place where you can say, hey, you know, Danica, let's have a conversation about this. Um, again, those are options and you can completely opt out out of all of it. But um, unless you give me permission, I have no idea what your answers are. Okay. And in terms of the results, how are they going to be published and uh, where? So what we will do is once I get all of the results put together and tabulated, um, we will publish them uh, on, on our site and everything. We also will email them to the people who, when they filled out the survey, said they'd like a copy. Um, and then, you know, it's something that we would be happy to, you know, come back to your show sure. and talk about, uh, talk to any anyone who wants to, really, uh, because this is really something that is important to us just to make sure that we're helping the industry. You know, we're not just here to, hey, look, we provide a service and we want to take your money. Like, we're here for the long haul and we are part of this industry. I'm an author, obviously, so we all care about making sure that we're shaping the future of the industry in a positive way. So the more we can share that and whoever we can share that with, that's a win for us all. Great. And uh, where can people find the survey, Danica? Um, so I have a uh, link that I can share with you. Um, it's um, but you can also find information about it on our site at publishdrive.com. Okay, so people go to publishdrive.com, it's going to be prominent there and they can yes, take yes. part in the survey there. Do you have an idea of what, what, what a success look like to you in terms of how many respondents you get? Bearing in mind, a 20 to 30 minute survey will narrow the field right. a bit. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, I would love to get as many as possible. Um, originally, I set the goal of a thousand respondents. I don't think I'm going to get there, but um, so we'll see what we get. Um, but I, like I said, is it, the more respondents we get, the better the results are. Because um, if you're like, hey, this is too long, that's great. But then uh, your voice isn't heard. And so we don't know what your perspective is. Uh, so uh, we don't have that perspective <coughs> that might be, maybe is important. You know, if you feel really strongly about one of the topics we just discussed, uh, then you want your voice to be heard, yeah. not just yelling out into the internet abyss, because that's not going to change anything. Um, that's, you know, just 
angrily arguing on a thread about AI isn't going to influence anyone. But if we've got the survey where people are sharing their opinions and their thoughtful responses, then that becomes part of a report that can help inform and educate other people about the topic. So uh, something really important, I think, to keep in mind. Yeah, well, there's encouragement for people to take part in it because the more people take part in it, the more information we have and hopefully the better the industry will be as a result right, of that. Right. Uh, when do people need to respond by? So I would love people to respond by the first of the year. Okay. So you've got a couple of weeks to do that and uh, really take the time. Uh, probably early January is when I'll close the survey and then we can start putting together the responses and seeing what we're getting. There you go. There's always a couple of hours on Christmas Day when you're not doing anything else. Well, yeah, you know, or you've got your crazy, nosy in-laws bugging you. Yes. You know, go oh, I've, I've got, got this some work, work thing to do. I've got to yeah. do. <laughs> they don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. I just gave you all your holiday out. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Okay. Uh, well, look, that's really exciting. I guess uh, we need to talk, come back and talk about it perhaps at some point in the future when you've had a chance. Yeah, and it'll yeah, take I you a while that. probably to analyze all the results, I suspect, and, and see the trends and so on. But uh, there'll be a lot to discuss, I'm sure. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. In the meantime, we encourage people to go to uh, to publishdrive.com. I have actually been to the site. I can't see it very prominently on the front oh, page. There should be a pop-up, but if not, mm. I will talk to the team yeah, I think, uh, to make that's sure going to be, that it's more prominent. That is going to be key to getting people to uh, to sign up. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, you don't have a direct, it's not publishdrive.com forward slash survey or anything. You haven't got a quick link set up for it. No, no, okay. um, I don't. Okay. Um, but well, look, I'll, share, I'll see what we can do. Share, I'll see share, what I can do. Share the link with us. We'll put it in the show notes for this show okay, so people great. can go directly to it uh, and we'll stick it in an email as well that goes out and uh, hopefully we'll get as much uh, interest as possible in it. And that would be fantastic. I really appreciate that. Great. Danica, favourite, our favourite author. Thank you so much That's indeed right. <laughs> for coming on to the show. It was nice to see you briefly in uh, in Vegas. Um, give our love to Kinga when you see her. I, will you see oh, her? She's going to keep out of the I, office. Well, so um, part of why I'm here, annual planning meeting, but uh, it will end with our company Christmas party and I believe she will be there. So oh, okay. I will give everyone's love to her and uh, I'm sure she will just be glowing with happiness. Uh, yeah, she is I'm, just loving being a mom. I'm sure she will. She'll be a great mom. Um, good. Okay, well, let's talk in the future. Danica, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. This is The Self-Publishing Show. There's never been a better time to be a writer. There you go. There's Danica, and we should say congratulations to Kinga Yenetishis. I can never quite say it right, who has given birth to a baby boy called Benjamin, I think. And uh, mother and child look to be doing well. I think uh, the pictures looked gorgeous. Beautiful little boy and Kinga beaming. So congratulations to her, part of our community. We've got another. So that's how that's how quickly the indie community is expanding, Mark. Well, one writer at a time. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, congratulations to Kinga. I think mean, when's the last time we saw her in um, Nick? Probably wouldn't it? Wouldn't it have been? Or perhaps even London? Don't know. Yeah, I think London probably. Yeah, it's been a crazy couple of years. Mm. I'm sort of slowly decompressing from this year. It's been slightly crazy, and it's like it's hard to decompress. I mean, it's it's easier for me than it is for you because going on in the background stuff we can talk about in the new year there's always something going on in the background that we can't talk about mm. but you are disappearing in a brazilian like world to use the film reference not the country of 
bureaucracy. I'm surprised you, you are you are a candidate for going postal at some point. I could read this. Yeah, it's definitely possible. Yeah, I am I am exceptionally busy at the moment and trying to get everything finished by Friday. When this goes out, I'll be um, down in tools and then going away on holiday on Saturday for but you ten days wait. over Christmas. I am quite looking forward to it, and I am not taking a laptop. I am going to be completely un wow. un well uncontactable pretty much. Well. I say that there will be an emergency kind of you know bat signal, but yeah. I'm not intending to do much work. A lot of reading. Subtle. Actually, really, you're you're like this. I'm uh, I'm reading Ian Banks at the moment. The, oh. uh, the first uh, consider consider Phlebas or Phlebas. Yes. Yeah, I love that book. So yeah, I've got a, a edition from the Photo Society, which is very lovely, and um, I've read I've read lots of his. Um, yeah, you're a fan of the, his literary stuff, aren't you? His literary fiction. Yeah, yeah I enjoyed that. I haven't ever read any, any of his sci-fi, so I thought I'd give that a try. I'm quite enjoying it. Yeah, they're very different. I think is um, serious. The culture, civilization is in most of them, but um, mm. yeah, very good. Some of them always have like a medieval feel, but of course, if you're going to write about the U galaxy, different stages of um, of development. Um, yes, uh, I, I'm reading. Still trying to get to the end of a very long. I always do this. I buy a book on my Kindle, and then I. I think this has taken me a long time to read, and I see it in a bookshop, and it's like this thick, so no wonder. So I'm reading <laughs> yeah. Peter Someone's almost authorised history of MI6. I'm almost at the end of it now. It's turned out to be more like a history of Britain's independent nuclear deterrent, which is not what I was really looking for in this. Mm. Um, but I'm also just finishing Mark Cameron's last... Uh, ah, Jack, Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan, but... yeah. Um Tom Clancy book and I have thoroughly enjoyed that we enjoyed it much mm. more than I thought I would because I used to love Tom Clancy and then went off him a little bit and uh, Mark has really I mean you told me he's quit quit writing them, which is such a shame but um, yeah he did, did seven I think he's handed over to someone else so I, I know I know the name don't know the writer but I, he mentioned that at um, 20 books in Vegas yeah so I'm um, I'm mired in the Cold War in fact I talked to Paddy Finn because Paddy says that you know any Dungeons and Dragons we will think about fantasy and, and you know Dungeons and Dragons but actually almost any genre could lend itself to that type of gameplay and when I suggested we could do a East German based Cold oh War my God. He, he was like absolutely so right. so I'm going to find I need to find someone else who's as geeky as me about good luck how the how the East German Glock worked Mm. Well, they the were, East German well, Glocks. Well, the, no, it's not the East Austrian <laughs> stolen East German Glocks that they used. They did use Glocks right. in East Germany. Um, they were Austrian. Were they Austrian? I can't remember Glock. Anyway, you should know that. Your territory. I think they're. I think they're Austrian. I think. And they yeah. don't have a safety. They don't. They have a. It's, it's how, well, how much you pull pull the trigger. Yes. How much yes. you pull the trigger? Pull it a lot. Glock are Austrian. Yes. There we yeah, go. There you go. Um, Anyway, Gast uh, Gaston Glock, Aust Austrian ah, engineer, Gaston. Gaston Glock. Yes, good. Interesting. And I've mm. been writing again. Uh, well, I, good. I think I've told you, and I'd, I I do enjoy the the geeky bits of this. So I've I've got this pilot in um, just near East Germany who has a very specific mission into a base just south of Lviv in the Ukraine. You can you can remember what the Russians kept in Ukraine during um during that time. Very specific strike mission. Yeah. You need to, yeah. So I've, I actually had a chart out today and drew an arc on it for their return where they could possibly land that would be friendly. And it, it's ah. brilliant because this arc runs through all the hostile territories of Czechoslovakia down to Yugoslavia. But there's 59 miles 
of friendly NATO Austria just sticking into that, which includes <laughs> Vienna. So yes. that will be their relief landing ground. Now, that is the sort of thing that I enjoy doing, Mark. Yeah, fair, fair enough. Interesting. I go a million miles away from what I do, so I'm writing about Siberia at the moment, which is uh, uh. quite fun. People say, do you go to the locations? Like, well, I do sometimes, <laughs> but I'm not going there. The gulags. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll avoid that. Have you ever read the Gulag Archipelago? The Solzhenitsyn. <laughs> But the Gulag Archipelago. I, I can't <laughs> I mean, the say Archipelago. Archipelago, Ar- isn't that not right? Uh, archipelago. Archipelago. Ar- archipelago. I don't, think, I don't think you're a reliable source on, on no, pronunciation. No, But anyway, not. the Gulag <laughs> Island um, by Alexander Solzhenitsyn. It was one of my parents' bookshelf. We've got a really old copy of it, and I've always thought I'd probably actually quite enjoy it. I don't think I'll ever read Dostoevsky, but I might read Solzhenitsyn. Is that my street? I'm just going to play this. Isn't it? Archipelago, there you go. Archipelago. Yeah, that's what I thought. Archipelago. I think that's what yeah. I said, isn't it? I think you said something completely different, actually. Yeah, Wind the tape back yeah. and check it. Yeah. People, you know, people always message me after saying, you were right about that. <laughs> Sometimes they do. On the one yes. occasion, I was right about something. Yeah, uh, so anyway. segued into something. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's the one I was right about. I'll never forget. No, you never do. Never forget. Oh, you Never forget, never forgive. Not in those instances, no, absolutely. Anyway. Uh, good. Okay, look, we've got another uh, episode next, which will be our Christmas episode, where I insist that you wear a Christmas jumper, Mark, so you have to find one, or at least something Christmas or your hat. Your kids oh, will have something for you, and that's the Paddy yeah. Finn episode. We'll be back for that, uh, and until then, all that remains for me to say is a goodbye from him. And a goodbye from me. Goodbye. goodbye. Get show notes, the podcast archive, and free resources to boost your writing career at selfpublishingshow.com. Join our thriving Facebook group at selfpublishingshow.com forward slash Facebook. Support the show at patreon.com forward slash selfpublishingshow. And join us next week for more help and inspiration so that you can make your mark as a successful indie author. Publishing is changing. So get your words into the world and join the revolution with The Self-Publishing Show.